Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to A Dose of Ari. So, this segment today, um, I'm definitely going to give a trigger warning immediately. Um, I'm going to be discussing grief and loss. Uh, If that is a little bit too triggering for some of you listeners, then I truly apologize, and um, I will see you in the next episode. But for those that um, are still here with me, uh, thank you for joining me, for being present with me, and for sitting with me for these next couple of minutes. So I've had to face a big, major change in my life, unfortunately, one that is not so good, not so pleasurable, nor happy. I had to um, bury my grandmother this past week. Uh, She was 89, so I'm grateful for the long life she lived, and I'm practicing gratitude since the first day to now of how grateful I am to have had her in my life. Uh, She lived with me, which makes it exceptionally hard. For those of you that resonate, I'm sure you you truly uh, understand some of the pain that I'm going through. Um, Yeah, she she raised me, especially my mother went back to work. My mother... (sighs) a workaholic, not in a bad way. Uh, she was a head nurse, prenatal care and colonial hospital. So she would work like crazy. And my Nona was just always there to support, to give a lending hand. And, and that within itself is a blessing. And I'm grateful for that. Um, she was really all I had left in the sense of outside of my general nuclear family. Um, so I just have my mom, my sister, and my father, um, extended family, either passed away, lived far, so we really were a strong, you know, unit, um, and yeah, my, my Nona was a strong woman, and it's very painful, it's a big loss, um, I sit in her apartment as I do this right now, and every morning we'd have coffee together, I'd come downstairs, I would, you know, I'd make her laugh, I'd go, good morning, and, and she would laugh, and she was a pain in the ass too, but... <laughs> She was, she was, she was amazing. She's a strong woman, lived through World War II during German occupation of her town in Italy, um, you know, immigrated here. She literally, that typical story, right, with nothing but the shot on her back and my, my uncle, who was born in Italy, my, my mother was born here. And with that being said, uh, she had a hard life. Um, my uncle passed away and I, it's, it's hard because no parent should outlive their child. Um, but Despite it all, she was a resilient woman, and she had us, and she was never alone, and for that, again, I am grateful. I'm grateful to have had a strong woman raise me, and during a time of grief and grieving, I'm very familiar with the grieving process. You know, now according to Hubler-Ross, you have different stages of grief, denial, right, anger, then eventually it can lead to acceptance, but I don't believe we all go in that order. I believe it's very mixed, um... You can, you can, people face grief with anger, people face grief with, with gratitude, some people face grief depending on, on how it all went down. I mean, uh, you know, I'm going to say I'm very grateful that her death was quick. It wasn't um, a mode of deterioration where she was sitting in a hospital, where she was, you know, uh, uh, knew she was dying. It was... <sighs> It was quite sudden. She had congestive heart failure. Maybe some of your grandparents or even parents have this issue. And um, yeah, she went to the cardiologist that Monday and everything came back fine. So it was quite an unexpected and shocking turn of events. Um, And she passed away um, right in my mother's arms. My mom holding her to her chest right on the stoop leading into her side apartment in which I stand right now. And yeah, she, she was surrounded by love and she wasn't alone. And it was quick. It was quick. It was, of course, the, the fear, you know, 
her eyes was there, according to my mother, but it was quick and, and she was a very proactive woman. So I say this because I remind myself of the good things. I, I practice gratitude and, you know, there's never happiness or pleasure or any of those um, positive emotions attached to grief and loss. Some get angry, some blame the world, some, if you believe in God, some blame God, some blame themselves. There's always guilt associated with grief as well. What could I have done better? Could I have done more? Did I do enough? And it's a process. Some some repress emotions for some time because they can't really face the reality of, of their sadness, of their vulnerabilities. Some, on the other hand, like myself, I dive headfirst. <laughs> I, 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 I bask in all the emotion because I'm an emotional being. I'm very empathic. I, that's what I do. And I try to let go of any emotions that aren't mine, like anger or guilt, maybe that other family members may be experiencing, right? That's what I practice. Um, and and, and I, I like to envision the physical body that I saw in the ER when, you know, they brought her there before the coroners came. It was very traumatic for me, I'm not going to lie. Going from seeing a beautiful, lively woman up and at it constantly. I mean, this woman has plants up the wazoo. She has plants all in front of the house, on the sides of the house, in the backyard that she would spend over an hour and a half watering every day, which I have gladly taken on to do, which is a practice I actually really enjoy. But to see her go from being so lively to just the shell, this physical part of her in the hospital bed laying there, well, technically the hospital bed in the emergency room, the ER, which ironically was the same room my nonna passed away in, but luckily my nonna passed before the EMS came, so she went quick, and they still did compressions for 40 minutes, of course, you know, because she didn't have DNR, so they did that for quite some time, but I may add, you know, there was no suffering truly attached to this, so I'm glad, at least not longitudinal suffering, but it's hard to shake the image of her right, of that lifeless face I saw compared to the woman I would come and spend every day of my waking life with. But, however, with that being said, I like to try and envision that that's just a physical shell. And whatever you believe in, if you're thinking of someone you lost right now, and I hope my story is can resonate, bring some comfort, or, or serves as maybe a little subtle reminder of some losses you've had, whether it was a pet, a loss of a job. I mean, grief comes in all different forms. It doesn't have to technically be losing an individual grief can come in many different ways but for my certain you know circumstances it is somebody I'm very familiar with grief I've experienced it growing up my first you know um introduction with grief was losing my uncle my mother's brother when I was in fourth grade and that's when I for the first time I viewed my mother as a separate entity as opposed to just the parental entity she is someone with flaws vulnerabilities weaknesses right the time when I was first able to process that she is also someone like me <laughs> that has fears and insecurities and, 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 you know, as opposed to just a superhero of a mother or father, right? Because my, my father lost both his parents too, not too long ago. So yeah, you know, and, and I visualize the, the physical shell of a person I witnessed on the hospital table, right? You know, when they called it, um, which is very traumatic. I came running and going, then, you know, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, but she was already she was already long gone way before that, which is very hard. But I know she wouldn't have wanted me to see her like that. So you, I try to f- find the little silver linings as hard as it is and as almost impossible as it may seem. And maybe some people won't be able to find these silver linings until years down the road. Everyone processes it differently. Everyone has to be patient with themselves, which which is, is, is difficult to do because it's very hard to 
to be so nurturing to ourselves the way we can be for others, depending on your personality type and characteristics. If you're more of a giver than a receiver, more of a nurturer than the one being nurtured, it's it's hard to give yourself that same love. But you have to, even if it takes time. If it takes a true conscious effort to do so, you have to. And that's what I'm trying to practice with myself. And I'm angry. It hurts. I'm sad. I have to adjust this new normalcy. I'm not hearing her same typical morning hustle and bustle in her apartment like I would hear every morning. It's hard, but I I, I try to be grateful to have those because it's a blessing to miss something so dearly because it meant you had so much love, whichever form that may come in. Some people, they may not have had same relationships with those they lost, so there's a lot of guilt attributed to that, and that takes up some special type of healing as well. But for me, I use a lot, I like to use a lot of visualization techniques and, and, and gratitude and practicing, you know, certain certain reminders of, 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 of gratitude every day. And, you know, and, and so when I try and shake that traumatic Im- image out of my head, I try to replace it with, okay, well, she's also now, what, my belief, I'm agnostic, a spiritual agnostic. I believe she's a separate entity now. And I try to practice what does the entity look like to me is a ball of energy. I like to picture a rainbow. That's literally what comes to head because I saw a rainbow cloud, a sign, not too long ago on the week of her of her death on that Sunday. I was in my yard laying up looking at this, the cloudless sky and there was this one cloud just hovering above me. The only cloud in the sky. And it took on the shape of a rainbow. And I understand fraction of light from the sun within the clouds. I know it can form a rainbow. I, I'm, a, I'm a skeptic. And I'm a very logical thinker. I'm a realist. But this was too coincidental and ironic. And it's a rarity to see those. And the days leading up to that day, you know, the week, the first week, um, just processing her not being here. I'm watering her flowers. I'm talking to her. (laughs) Probably looking like a loony to my neighbors. But I'm talking to her. And I kept seeing rainbows. And I'm like, okay, coincidental. Sunlight hitting the light out of my hose. Whatever. But I kept seeing them, even where there wasn't any sun exactly where I was standing. And I just go, hi, Nanina. And I'm taking comfort in that. And then I saw that rainbow cloud, and I'm like, this is... So I picture her entity as a rainbow. And when I picture the emotion attached with that that entity, her soul, her new form of consciousness beyond the living body in a different realm, I picture a feeling of protection and security because she always prayed for me and my family every day. She was a devout Catholic. She always had her rosary beads, her mass on the TV. <laughs> and I still come in her apartment, and I open her windows, and I open her side door, and I turn her TV on, and I make coffee in here because... I'm not someone who's avoidant. I jump in and, and I feel a lot of comfort being in here because I sense her with me. And she was the kind of woman that always wanted to protect us, always prayed, always wished good health and happiness on us, always walked around her apartment pointing out all the little things me and my sister have bought her because she was so proud. And I'm still going to exercise that same stuff now even if she's not physically here. And I cry like I'm choking up right now. And the grief, it comes in waves. It comes in waves. I just picture the ocean. It's going to come. It's going to flow, ebb and flow. And that's just the way of life. I still cry over deaths of my nonna who passed in 2009. Or my stepdad that passed away six years ago. Or my stepbrother that overdosed two years ago. Or my, my father's parents. Or my uncle that passed away not too long. You know, when I was in fourth grade a long time ago. I still cry over them because it's a loss. It's a loss. You think what could have been different. But with my nonna, you know. She raised me. I'm 24. So this is a very conscious loss. It's not, I'm not processing it in a childlike way. Even six years ago, I was a different person. But now, I'm truly processing it. I'm going through the motions, and it's difficult. 
but she didn't raise a weak woman. And, and, and this is, this, this is my thought process every day. I'm giving you an, an insight into the, the stream of consciousness that I practice every day. I do grief guided meditations. There's not a day that's going to go by that I don't think about her, but I'm grateful to have had her and I'm grateful to have her watching over me, whichever sense of the word that means guardian angel, right? However, however, I'm going to process that. However you process that. So if you're thinking of somebody right now that you lost, immerse yourself, cry, scream. It could have been years ago. You're still entitled to those emotions because that was a loss. And I I was telling her when I was sitting with her body before the coroner's came, it's not goodbye. It's see you later. Because I know I'm going to see her in the, in the, the sunlight that is, that is touching my skin that I'm basking in and her flowers that bloom and the singing of birds, and the rainbows I see. Hopefully soon in my dreams she'll come visit me. And even in everyday practices that I do, I know she is there because she taught me those practices. The strength I have, she gave me because she was a strong woman herself, had a hard life, faced many things that she didn't deserve. But that's how I, I carry myself. And if this resonates with you guys, I'm grateful. If it doesn't, hopefully maybe it's a new perspective. But this little personal outlet that I have really helps me. Being here with you guys, talking to you helps me. Maybe some find it aggravating. I've had a couple people, two people delete me from Snapchat because my grief process, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I was sharing photos of her, videos, voicemails I still listen to so I can hear her voice. Things like that. And people removed me. Maybe that was too much for them. Maybe it reminded them of a grief or a loss of their own. Maybe I was just point blank annoying, which I think is very rude because we all have a grieving process. <laughs> Some, they repress. They don't like to talk about it because it makes it more real. But there has to be a time where we all, whether it's a loss of an animal, a fucking fish, whatever, that loss means to you. I think it's speaking it aloud, yes, it's painful because it makes it real, hearing your own voice talk about it. But it also is a mode of acceptance, right? Saying, you know, so this is me saying it out loud. My Nonina passed away June 14th, 2020. And it was a very traumatic and hard time for me. And you can hear that pain in my voice. But it happened. She passed away. I'm just sitting with it, the realization. I'm choking up. I'm crying. So if you can do that, that's such a strength. Even saying it in your head at first, if it's too real to say out loud. <sighs> I mean, think about the lot of people that lose children, people that have, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. There's so many different modes of grieving that we all process or, or come to terms with. But for me, I talk about her. People say, oh, you lose grand- people lose grandparents all the time. They get old, of course. Yes. And I'm grateful she lived a long life. Growing old is a privilege. There's so many that never got the chance to like my uncle or my stepbrother or my stepfather i've experienced it every which way at least just never the form of a child or things of that nature which i can't even imagine that type of pain but there's a certain type of grieving process for that too and healing with that as well so resilience is key here some may be a little more resilient than others but we all have a path that we go on to growth if only if you're willing to surrender to that and to accept it And with that being said, that's all I really can give right now today. But thank you if you're with me, if you're sitting with me right now, if you've made it this far. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I hope you have a beautiful day, a beautiful week, and a beautiful life. And that we all are able to practice that similar gratitude 
in our own way. All right. I will see you guys soon. And thank you for joining me here on A Dose of Ari today.